Are there 20 lambs here in this pen? It's a bittersweet day at Lydia Radcliffe's Lovejoy Brook Farm. The lambs are being weaned from their mothers before heading to the slaughterhouse. Have you counted? Because we've got to have today 19, and the one in the chicken coop makes 20. There are mixed feelings for even the most unsentimental of farmers on days like these, but there's also relief that the check will soon be on its way. It can keep the farm afloat a bit longer. Farming in Vermont's become so difficult, it's almost an endangered species. I think a lot of the people who are kind of starry-eyed and have this pastoral image of farm life are being rudely awakened, and I think they just, you know, they wonder when is the time you go on vacation. Well, there is no time you go on vacation. You don't have a vacation. Betsy Miller is a farm management expert at the University of Vermont, where she works on the Farm Viability Program. I think we're facing something that nobody's ever seen before, and that the face of agriculture is going to change significantly, maybe even in the next year. And where that's going to end up is anybody's guess. So what lies in store for Lydia? Her 90-acre farm lies on a panoramic bend in the dirt road. It's bustling with goats, sheep, cows, chickens, and livestock guardian dogs. It's, for all intents and purposes, almost organic. The organic certification process is too costly for small farms like Lydia's, but she uses antibiotic and hormone-free feed and provides ample space, fresh air, and sunshine for her 200-odd animals. We haul manure many, many miles to fertilize hay fields as opposed to commercial fertilizer for the hay that we feed, so that is an organic principle. The result, a superior product. To increase her bottom line, Lydia founded Fancy Meats from Vermont, a cooperative of small local farmers, which cuts out the middleman and delivers its meats directly to the best restaurants in New York and New England for a premium price. Yeah, is Anna or Kathy there? Oh, uh, sure. Anna, it is Lydia in Vermont. Hope all's well with you. Do you want... Something from Vermont. Next week, if you do, call me today or tomorrow at the latest. Thank you. Hope all's well. That is uh, neither a soft nor a hard sell, I hope. <laughs> it all began in 1965, when Lydia Radcliffe was working in Manhattan for the financial journalist Sylvia Porter. At the time, she had no intention of becoming a farmer or even moving to Vermont. But Lydia fell in love with the old farm, which had lain fallow for over 15 years, and bought the place. Slowly, she began to rehabilitate the 1820 farmhouse and build a 12-sided barn. I can't tell you when, but I started acquiring a few animals here and there, a, a goat, a cow, very, very old cow called Lady who was awful looking. And my brother, who was a farmer, could not believe that uh, I would buy such a decrepit creature. 
But anyway, I loved her and learned how to milk a cow, and I started getting pigs. I thought I would go into pigs. And I soon found out that they could eat a lot faster and more than I could possibly put on the table. So I gave that up and went to goats that had begun to get under my skin. Lydia's love for goats has been long-standing, but sometimes tough love is necessary. No, you're going to have one screaming little baby. And five minutes after you put them down, it's like that never happened. It's like they... Really? Dwayne Nichols is Lydia's right-hand man, and she's taught him, among other things, how to burn off the budding horns of baby goats. All these goats have had their horns burned off. Or they would be have full head of horns and be hard to milk them, get them in the stanchions. And, of course, when they fight, they would be doing more damage to each other. So, yeah. Dwayne is one of the faithful. But over the years, Lydia has trained dozens of eager youngsters in the art of farming. A handful of people can only do so much, but I think there is a, a big interest on the part of a lot of young people in getting back to the land however they can. But they are not without battles to wage, and a lot of the farmland is paved and destroyed and infertile, and uh, the skills are not alive and well, have to be relearned from scratch. Economics are quite different and difficult for most young people who are used to things a farm cannot buy. Many of these young wannabes drop out once the harsh reality of farming sets in. And this frustrates Lydia, who has no children of her own to inherit the farm. You don't spend your life making a creation, be it a painting or a farm or a family, for it to disappear when you die. But the hope that it might continue after me keeps me willing to, to keep working on it. Do you think your farm has been a success? I think being alive is success of sorts. There's very little such thing as a, a rich farm. Those huge operations in California probably have made some people rich, but I am sure it's at the expense of some others, or of quality or purity, or Mexicans, or whatever. It's a hard scrabble life. But could it be the future? Has Lydia found the formula for survival? It's the ones that, you know, think outside of the box, if you will. They're the ones that are out there, you know, making it work. Again, Betsy Miller with the Farm Viability Program. I think we're seeing more diversification almost stepping back in time to the farm that had the eight or ten cows and didn't just milk the cows, he raised some other crops and some meat, beef, pigs, chickens. And we're seeing more of that again. 
Would it be fair to say that's what Lydia's been trying to do? Lydia was probably ahead of her time in in the diversification and in going to those alternatives to just milking cows. Lydia would like her legacy to be a living, working farm that can sustain itself. But she wants to preserve not just her farm, but a way of life. Unless some of these farms continue, are we going to depend on Chile and China for everything that we eat? Or is the society going to wake up to the fact that agricultural lands and farms and skills really must be preserved for our own future? We, we won't last long without eating. For ThoughtCast, this is Jenny Atia in Andover, Vermont.